The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to a Friday edition of the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from the Broadcast Center and Studios right here from Relmar McConnell Media Company in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to uh, find out more about the X-Zone Broadcast Network, our 24-7, 365 broadcast schedule, and the great programming we have available for you, Visit www.xzbn.net, and you're listening to us around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and Simul TV. Wow. Before we get started with my guest of this hour, Carol Noonan, I'd like to take this opportunity of wishing all our American listeners, no matter where they are around the world listening to us, a very happy Fourth of July weekend. And uh, please, uh, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are with you in amidst this COVID-19 pandemic that seems to be on the increase and rise throughout the United States. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay home, and practice social distancing. As I said, my guest this hour is Carol Noonan. She is a psychic medium, Pleiadian starseed, Pleiadian trance channel, UFO experiencer, UFO contactee, UFO and UFO Abductee, a channel for the Pleiadians since childhood and the author of two books, The Pleiadian Child and What's Really Going On, her website, www.thepleiadianchild.com. Joining me from the United Kingdom is Carol Noonan. And Carol, welcome to the Exxon. Hello, Rob. I'm delighted to be able to connect with you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, Tell us a little bit more about yourself and... When did you discover that you had all these psychic gifts that you have? Um, well, it really started for me as a child. Mm-hmm. And I've had a really um, unusual um, life and childhood. Um, and I always just wanted to be normal. You know, I didn't want any of this. Um, and I've never really asked for it. Um but it started as a child. I started having, um, I was always connected to spirit as a child. And it really started my first conscious memory of connecting to spirit as a child was was when I was nine. And my granddad passed away and came back to me as solid as anything. Um, and I, I'm sure I would have been able to reach out and touch his, his 
his um, skin mm -hmm. had I tried because he was just so physical and he he gave me a lot of information for my mum which I gave to her the next day and her face just went white and she, she you know the blood just drained and she just looked at me for a few minutes and didn't know what to do because I was telling her things that she hadn't told me um, she hadn't told anyone, you know, she was having going through a divorce and she had to go to the lawyer and she had a doctor's appointment and a dentist appointment and she had to sign these forms and, you know, um, things coming up for her during the week. So she was just really dumbfounded, really dumbfounded. So I, I kind of, well, I did grow up, I didn't kind of, I, I grew up with spirit as a child from a young age. So it was very normal for me, um, mostly because I had such a traumatic um challenging horrible childhood i mean i describe it as being born into hell um and yet at the same time i had all these beautiful experiences going on because of the trauma and abuse and um well wait a wait a second wait a second you said you had beautiful experiences because of the trauma and abuse that that contradicts itself well i i I understand where you're coming from, but what happened with me is mm -hmm. that um, at the times of the abuse, I would leave my body and the Pleiadians okay. would connect with me. So that's what I mean. I mean, through the horrific trauma and abuse and, and neglect and rape, and, and particularly through the, the um, incidences of sexual abuse, I would leave my body. And I would have these spiritual experiences. So that's really what I mean when I say that um, it was horrendous I and understand. yet it was beautiful as well. That, that's really what I mean. Okay, now you mentioned the Pleiadians. Who are they and how did they come to be in contact with you? Okay, well, the Pleiadians are, when, whenever people ask me that and... and I always like to keep things simple mm -hmm. because I don't want to overcomplicate things. I like to keep things things simple. So I always describe them as being similar to archangels. Um, and they are similar to archangels. They're not archangels, but they're similar to them. And they, they come from the Pleiades star system. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I like to describe them. Okay, they come from the Pleiades star system, and where is that, and how do they get here? Well, a lot of it is, I'm not, a, I'm not an astrologist, so um, people would have to research that. I still have a thousand questions for them, so I don't know everything. Right. Well, um, well wasn't, wasn't that one of the first questions that you, someone would ask? Well, you know, who are you, where are you from, and how did you get here? I asked all of those. I did, Rob. Yeah. And, and, and they said to me, we are the Pleiadians yeah. from the Pleiades, and we are star nations, and there are many beings that live in the universe. Earth, life isn't contained to Earth. Life is abundant in the universe, and there are many beings living in the universe, positive and negative, just as there are good and bad people on Earth. So how do they the communicate with you? Is it telepathically? Do they physically manifest in front of you and converse with you in English? Well, it's a great question, yes. I mean, I, I speak English. Yeah. So for them to speak another language to me wouldn't make any sense. So they, they do, when they first showed up, 
they showed up. I had a name, Ashtar, who showed up behind me, um, kind of to my left, um, just off centre to my left. And he called himself Ashtar. And he was telepathically communicating to me mm-hmm. in the same way that spirit does, except that they're not spirit. I mean, they are spirit in that sense, but they are the Pleiadian spirit. Um, well, I guess you wouldn't describe them as spirit, really, because they're, they're living beings. So telepathic, telepathically, they communicate with me. So recently, what's happened the last couple of months, I've oh, actually... Okay, hold on here, hold on here. Okay. They... They don't connect with you. You said they're they're living beings. Am I correct? They're not spirit. They're 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 living beings, but yet they yeah. communicate with you or connect with you telepathically. Well, if they're living beings, why would they need to do it telepathically? Why don't they do it in person? Because they're from what you would call a different dimension. Okay, so they're interdimensional. Yes. Got you. You could say that, yeah. All right. How old were you when you had your first uh, Pleiadian experience? That I consciously remember? I was eight. I was eight. But that's still unfolding for me, Rob, because because of the abuse, I have a lot Mm -hmm. of blocked memories from the trauma. Right. So that is still unfolding to me. I'm still getting um, lost memories that I've forgotten all the time. So... How do you know that the memory recall or the experiences that you're having with the Pleiadians are not uh, are real and not manifestations caused by psychological trauma of your youth that still carries on today? Um, because I know it. I just know it in my heart. Okay. Have you been given any physical evidence or physical proof that they, in fact, exist? Yeah, I have. Um, you know, there's a scene from the film called Contact yeah. where Jodie Foster is trying to explain this experience that she's had. Mm-hmm. And it would be very similar to that because I can't prove it to you. I can't. And the only way that that you would or anyone would be able to to understand what I'm saying and experience it themselves is themselves is to actually have their their own experience with the Pleiadians or whoever it is. All right, stand by. We've got to take our first break. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Carol Noonan and her website is the Pleiadianchild.com. Wow. Um, if you'd like to send me your comments, pro, con, or indifferent, send them to Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And Carol and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue right here from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
Welcome back, one and all. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. My guest this hour is Carol Noonan. Her website is thepleiadianchild.com. Now, Carol, before we went to the break, uh, we were discussing your childhood, your first contact with the Pleiadians. Um, and, and I asked, and it basically came to the point where I said, well, you know, um, do you have any physical proof that they exist and so on? And, and you said something that was very, very interesting. You said that they contacted you. And there's no way, in fact, you made a reference to the Jodie Foster contact movie. Um, have they introduced you, I mean, the you know, the Pleiarians, have they introduced you to other people who they have had contact with here on this planet? Yes, they have, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's so much I could get into 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 it with you rob but i know we only have an hour but the you know i didn't have any schooling i didn't have any secondary education so i tried to go and they actually put a wall of energy up in front of me so i wasn't able to enter the school system and years later i remembered what they'd said to me word for word and they said we didn't let you enter because you would have been lost to us now I've been so I didn't have any secondary education. So I've been able to to channel them and I've written my first book is mostly the channeled information from them, which explains things about our universe and energy and how energy works and, and things that I um things that I didn't know and I didn't understand, which I now do. So that would be one way of of proof. Okay, now let me ask you this question. The information that you have been channeled on, let's say, electricity and and how things, the universe works and so on, without a secondary education and without specializing in electrical engineering or, or, you know, astronomy, how are you be how are you able to or how you how are you able to actually authenticate the information that you're being given because it has been well firstly let me say that i went through a process for probably for about a good 5 years at least mm-hmm. of of self doubt self criticism um, I wasn't in a very good space with with self esteem i had quite low self esteem yeah. and this was um so I started to channel them consciously in 2009, 2010. So this was during that period where I really questioned the hell out of everything. I really questioned everything. And um, I needed validation within myself. So once I'd started doing shamanic courses, I had asked my shamanic teacher in Ireland called Paul O'Halloran to give me validation, and he did. And I've asked several um, other teachers along the way. Okay, now these teachers, you know, I understand that uh, you're talking about a shamanic teacher uh, to give you validation, but has any member of the scientific or the scholarly, um, your peers, the scholarly peers, given any validation to to what the Pleiadians are, are channeling to you? Yes, I've got um, several recommendations and testimonials, and I've met other some other amazing people along my journey. Mm-hmm. One of them being Mary Rodwell, um, and who's um, endorsed my book, my first book. Um, 
so yeah, I, I have. And, oh. and what's happened recently? Go on, Rob, sorry. I was just going to ask you, uh, any members of the scientific community that, that you know you could tell us about and how they have validated the information that you have received from the Pleiadians? Um, the scientific community. I haven't, well, you know, I mean, science, I mean, don't, don't even get me started on that, Rob, because I, I, I you know, I, science is, the vast majority of science of what we're told to believe and taught is inaccurate. How do you know? Because I've been told by the Pleiadians. How do you know the Pleiadians really exist? Um, well, let me ask you this. Sure. Do you, do you believe in love? Oh, definitely. Well, prove it to me. Well, it's very simple. Love can be measured. Love can be scientifically proven. Uh, actually, it, yeah. It can okay. be proven yeah. medically. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that that was a bad example. Okay. To give now, you. now you see, I, I've got. I can prove love further. I love my wife. I love our six children. I love our twelve grandchildren. So I can prove love is real. Um, I I I I don't know how to to answer that because I know in my heart mm -hmm. that the Pleiadians are real, and. Well, so, so you're asking me to prove something that lives on a different dimension. But, you know, if, if the information is given, first of all, Pleiadians, you know, that goes back to the time of Betty and Barney Hill uh, and, and the star map. And so the Pleiadians are nothing new. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they, uh, there are yeah. those people within the UFO community who claim that they've had physical contact with the Pleiadians, who have had, who have been... Uh, for a lack of better words, abducted by the Pleiadians. Yeah. And, and, and I have over the years spoken to other people who claim to have channeled the Pleiadians. But yeah. there's one common factor in all of these cases, no mm -hmm. proof, no substantiation of any claim made. And mm -hmm. if these people or this other, some people say the Pleiadians are from another planet, some people mm -hmm. say that they're an interdimensional group. Some others say that, uh, you know, another, another universe, uh, you know, the, the, the explanations for them vary. Well, but I think, I mean, you're asking really interesting questions that, that are really in depth. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to answer them in sure. the short time we have. But one thing that they've um, started to do with me recently, which was actually on a live interview, um, because whenever I've channeled them before, they've always been next to me. Now, in this interview, which was over the last couple of months, they told me to close my eyes, so I did. And when I closed my eyes, they actually stepped into me, and I went into a trance state, or what you would call a trance state, and they used my voice and spoke through me, which to me was amazing, and it's also very new to me. So, But that's called trance channeling. Yeah. Um, so... That's where I seem to be going with it, which to me is the highest form of, of channeling them. And within that, I think that's where your proof is, because my voice changes. Well, that, that really, that really, I that's, that's know. you know, really voice changing is no proof at all, because you, we can't tell if you're just, you know, uh, 
perpetuating this voice in order to gain credibility, or in fact it is. It is another voice or another being that you're actually channeling. So uh, to, to me, changing voice has no validity whatsoever. But what have they told you? What have they channeled to you that that was not known at the time that it was channeled, and yet, based on the information you claim to have been channeled, was proven to be correct? Well, you're asking me something, Rob, that would probably take me four books to answer. So I, I just want one example. Well, recently, one of the things they told me is that, which I didn't know, mm -hmm. As, is that we are going into a time where we will have 13 strands of DNA. And it's also possible that we had 13 strands of DNA in the past. Now, the, the timeline that we're on at the moment is also tied into Atlantis. Atlantis. And the Earth being knocked off its course. Because now that's everything is in reversal. So the Earth is moving back onto its natural axis. Okay, so when did this change take place where the, where the reversal took place? We're in it now. When did it take place? We're still in it. We're still in the time of the, of the Earth shifting back onto its natural axis. So the shift has not taken, uh, taken action. It hasn't happened yet. It, it, it ha it, we're in the midst of it. We're in the middle of it. So it has started. It's a process. It's, so it's not an instant thing. Okay, so what you're saying is that the North Pole will become the South Pole and the rotation of the Earth will be reversing. Yes, exactly. Hmm, interesting. So what's going to happen to technology as we know it? Because if the, as far as I understand, that if there wasn't a reversal going on right now, the shift in polarity would cause nothing to work. And yet here you and I are talking using the technology of today, which is based on the polarity and the electromagnetic world that we live in now. So what's going to happen if this continues, which I can't see how it's already started if the technology is still working? Well, I think it was back in 2009 or around that time mm -hmm. when pilots had to start to readjust their compasses on, okay. the, on the airplanes because they found that north was no longer north and south was no longer south. All so right, stand by, really stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, Carl Noonan is our guest. The website is thepleiadianchild.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada.
Exonation, our guest this hour is Carol Noonan, and uh, she is a psychic medium, Pleiadian starseed, Pleiadian trance channel, UFO experiencer, UFO contactee, and UFO abductee. Her website is thepleiadianchild.com. Um, so this, this magnetic shift, the reversal of the rotation of the Earth, the shifting of the the poles. Once this takes place, how does this how does this align with uh, the the lost continent of Atlantis, and and how will this affect humanity when this happens? Well, that's such a huge. I mean, it's such a great question, but it's so big. You know, I couldn't possibly answer that in the time, although I'd like to. So basically what's happening at our time on Earth is this is a huge awakening of humanity. And it's, it, it's parallel to what happened at the time of at the downfall of Atlantis. And the downfall of Atlantis, everything is in reversal now. So our Earth is shifting back onto its axis. And our um, consciousness as, for humanity as a whole is raising back to its original blueprint. And like the Pleiadian said to me recently, we, we are going into a time where we have 13 strands of DNA, not 12. Okay, let me ask so, you this. Yeah. How come, you know, the, 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 the story of Atlantis was told by Plato. Since his time, there have been so many expeditions looking for the legendary continent of Atlantis. It hasn't been found. Even Edgar Cayce, you know, said Atlantis was going to rise on the east coast of the Americas, and I believe it was going back to the 60s when this was supposed to happen, and that never happened. So how do we know that, first of all, Atlantis really did exist, and how do we know that Atlantis has anything to do with the Pleiadians or with the alleged shifts of the rotation and magnetic fields of the planet. Okay. Well, I believe that Atlantis was actually several places. I do believe a main place of it or part of it was in Antarctica. And so, so Atlantis will be raising again. Now I'm not sure if they mean physically or energetically, mm -hmm. but uh, forget history and what we've been taught because most of it, in my understanding, at least, is a complete nonsense. Well, a wait a sec, line. wait a sec, wait a sec. Hold on here, hold on here. You're saying forget history because the Pleiadians have told you that it's nonsense. And yet we can prove history actually did happen where we can't, you can't prove to us that the Pleiadians exist. So who do we believe? You or the education that we all have had? Well, no, sure. I mean, step into your heart. You know, I'm not asking you to believe me at all. I'm asking you to to step into your heart and raise your consciousness, raise your awareness. Well, I think because my heart, I think my consciousness is very, very high because I ask hard-hitting questions, questions that most people in the radio business wouldn't dare answer, ask, and I feel very good in my skin. So I ask my heart to say, you know, to, to help me understand what you're talking about. And my heart is, my heart is, you know, raising red flags all over the place. 
Well, if you look at history and if you look at science mm -hmm. and if you really look into it and research it, you will see that we have been um, visited and um, visited by what you would call ex extraterrestrials and, um, and, and UFOs and beings that, that don't come from here and that we were that we were. I mean, so even science now, Rob, has proved that our that, that genetically we were um, engineered. So well, hold, on we here, were, hold on here, hold on here. We whoa, were whoa, created. Whoa. Um, so so wait, wait, wait a sec. How, how did how, you know? How does science? What science are you talking about? That says you know that you're talking about because the science. For, for one, Greg Braden would be a good start, Who? where he's actually proved now that our DNA was um, genetically modified and engineered. So Greg Braden would be one of the scientists that's proved that now. That's one scientist who has a theory who hasn't actually been peer-reviewed on it. I, well, I don't think it's a theory. I, th I think it's fact. That's my belief. Okay. And, and you're asking questions, but you're not really giving me time to answer them in full. So. Well, that's because I've only got an hour, and, and I, I, wanna I, get, I wanna get I so much in here. You yeah. know, you talk about the extraterrestrials and, and the UFOs, and when fact comes, you know, to, to the table, once again, there's no evidence that UFOs are real. Well, that's the, not true, Rob. Where, where's I'm your, sorry, where, where, I have to disagree with you there, because okay. it absolutely is true. In my understanding, now it's okay if you don't agree with me, I, yeah. it, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, but there is so much, there's, 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 there's rooms full of, of proof and evidence, and um, yeah, you only need to research this stuff. I, I have researched it. it, I have. And I've talked to the top <laughs> scientists and top military officials, top yeah people in the intelligence agencies and yeah. government offices, there is yeah. no proof. Well, you know, I find that a bit laughable, but... Um, well, all right, yeah, all right. What do you base your I'm proof sorry. on? What do you base your proof on? On my experience. On my experience. Okay, tell I, me I about your experience. I find it laughable that... Um, tell me about your experience. You been able to find any proof. Tell me about your experience. Um... Which one? Well, the most provable one. Mm. Um, I don't have any. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't have any. I think I think you're quite um, skeptic. To, that's how you're coming across to me. I feel I find that you're quite skeptic, and I, I can't prove this stuff to you. See, I, I I'm not. I'm not I'd a skeptic. Like you see, I'm not a skeptic. I want to believe. I've been doing this show for thirty years now, and but all yet you're this... telling me that you've you've that, that I mean, I just find it laughable. I'm sorry, I do that. The military in America has not given you any proof. And yet, if you research it, there's thousands of documents. That of proof. is on the Internet. I'm not talking about the Internet. I'm talking about facts and figures and what facts? I mean, I just <laughs> what facts are you point me to your facts? We know Roswell never happened the way that the Internet warriors would like it to happen. We know that 
a lot of a lot of the sightings that people are calling UFOs these days are misidentifications. There's no proof of alien abductions. There's no proof of cattle mutilations. So where do you go for proof? Um, I want I to. The, I, I think the proof is in the experience. Ah. Because when you've had an experience like that, uh -huh. which which mostly is unprovable, but it's through the experience that changes the person mm -hmm. internally to an extent that everything changes within them. Their whole perspective changes, and that's where the proof lays. Oh, I that's got you. where the proof lays. You know what? I can appreciate that. I can. You see, my background is criminal investigations. Okay. I look for facts. Yeah. That's how I build a case uh, as a criminal investigator, a yeah. police investigator. That's how we build our cases. Yeah. So when, when yeah. I ask questions, it's not that I'm a skeptic. I want yeah. to believe, like I said. Yeah. Well, I find that interesting. So I, f I find your background interesting because I have worked for the police before on missing cases. And I remember one particular case in Galway. Um, where, you know, to cut a long story short, I went in with with information mm -hmm. um, to a very small town police off, um, station in Ireland, and they started to look at me as if I was a suspect because I was giving them information that I couldn't possibly have known any other way, other than I was getting it from spirit. Um, so, and then I started to back away because I thought, sure. oh, this is a bit dangerous now. Um, because they were looking at me as, as if I was a suspect, so I kind of emotionally started to back away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I started to have dreams when I was 16 of of um, um, missing case, missing persons cases. Interesting. That's really interesting. Listen, um, when we come back from this commercial break, I'd like to uh, talk to you about being a Pleiadian starseed and also why... Amazon banned one of your books. Exonation, okay. my guest this hour is Carol Noonan. Her website is thepleiadianchild.com. She is a psychic medium, Pleiadian star child, Pleiadian trance channel, UFO experiencer, UFO contactee, and UFO abductee. And we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break. As we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Once again, to all our American listeners, no matter where you are on this great big world of ours, to one and all, a very happy Fourth of July. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, stay home, wear a mask, and please observe physical distancing or social distancing as it's sometimes called don't go away we'll be right back
Explanation, our guest this hour is Carol Noonan. Her website is thepleiadianchild.com. Uh, Carol, what is a Pleiadian starseed? Um, well, thanks for asking the question, Rob. But very simply, it's um, someone who... So we have several past lives, and we don't all come from Earth. So some of us have remembered past lives where we come from different places. Now, I, I would be particularly from the Pleiades. So that is a Pleiadian starseed. It's someone who's on Earth at the moment um, to help to raise the consciousness of humanity, um, which is particularly to do with this event, the pandemic that, that's happening at the moment. But basically, a, a Pleiadian starseed is from the Pleiades. So what does COVID-19 have to do with your communications, I would imagine, with the Pleiadians? Um, what do you mean? What, what does it have to do with that? Well, you, you mentioned uh, what uh, COVID-19 and what's happening these days. Okay. So what's the connection? Um, okay. So basically, our, all our systems on Earth are, are at the highest level run by negative ET energy or the Cabal or Black Hats or Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. And they've set up systems and they're running these kind of little... Um, negative agendas all the time. Now, COVID-19 is quite a big negative agenda. So most people are, are um, being affected by it, either physically or emotionally. So that's one kind of play that they've got going on at the moment, but there's several plays. Um, and there have been several plays throughout history. So when COVID really kicked off, I, I went into the garden and I started to channel them again because um, I hadn't for a while and I, you know I asked and what was going on and opened mm -hmm. up and started to channel and get information about it so that's all in my book you know okay uh, you mentioned the negative forces and you and you uh, you referenced the cabal you re I believe you also referenced the reptilians how does this all play into into a world that the majority of people really don't believe exists. Um, it's like trying to prove God exists. You can't. You can't. You can't prove it. It's it's either something that you believe or you don't. And it's through experiences that we believe. It's through experiences that we believe this stuff that is unseeable oh, okay. and untouchable and unprovable most of the time. But you mentioned the reptilians. Have you seen the reptilians? Um, I've had some encounters with them, yeah, with negative ETs and reptilians, yeah. Because it's a war between light and dark. So anyone who is in the light and a star seed and... Um, will have will have at some point if they're genuine have at some point have come under attack by negative energies how do we know that the information that you are claiming to be receiving from the pleiadians who you believe are are good are not actually feeding you misinformation that they are actually the bad guys and that they are planting these seeds for an agenda that you have no idea that is part of your communications? That's a great question. That's a great question. 
And I've learned to be very discerning mm -hmm. on my journey because there were times when, when actually I did get it wrong and I did connect with negative ET energies who weren't from, who weren't Pleiadian, who weren't in the light. And I've learned to distinguish between the two. So I've really learned that it's the Pleiad, the, the, the difference is the love that the Pleiadians come in with, the feeling that I get when they come in. And there's other signs as well that have, have become more prevalent over the last couple of years, but it's really the, the feeling of love that they step in with that cannot be, um, you cannot, the reptilian or any other um, species or, or race or nation, or, um, ET energy cannot, um, pretend to have that that they cannot pretend to have that because they don't have it reptilian energy doesn't hold love frequency in its vibration so they cannot emit it like the pleiadians do they cannot because they don't hold it in their vibration in their frequency and that is how i get i'm able to distinguish it's the pleiadians that's one way it's not the only way but that's been the big learning curve for me Rob because there was times when I didn't I thought it was the Pleiadians and it wasn't and that was about three years into channeling them so that's a great question what do you think your mission is in life well I know what my mission is what I've, is it yeah it's it's to help to raise I'm a Pleiadian starseed so my mission is my purpose is to help to raise the consciousness and awareness of humanity and how do you do that by channeling information by public speaking by writing books by meditation courses by reaching as many people as i can because it's the frequency i hold that when i hold when i'm doing when i'm connecting with other people and i'm in that frequency they are able to free to feel that frequency to feel the frequency because it is a vibration like you were saying earlier love is a vibration it's a frequency is an energy that is measurable by science mm -hmm. as are all the frequencies fear hate all the emotions why don't the pleiadians make themselves known to everyone why do they only select certain people well if you take hitler for example no, and I think you. he's probably a, the best example I could give, because if they were to make themselves known to him, who knows, who God knows what he would have done no, with no, that I'm information. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about going back in history. I mean right now. If they are real, if they do have the ability to traverse time and space to come to us in a physical aspect that they could be seen and undeniably accepted. Why don't they do that? Why don't they, for example, come in a spaceship, land uh, somewhere, and have a mass landing? And you know, why all the cloak and dagger? But they've done that. Where they've done that several Where? times. I mean, they they, uh, they they weren't at they, they weren't at Roswell. It was the Greys at Roswell's. But Roswell was the the play, the craft there was actually shot down. So. We have military that are shooting them down. Um, oh, brother. So they're not going to step in, in in the way that you that, that we want them to, because because 
the earth is divided between at the moment between positive and negative forces on earth that are warring with each other so and it's it's about ownership of the earth so they're not going to do it in the way that we want them to but, but they are doing it though on in in the in the sense that they are connecting with thousands of us around the world around the earth thousands of us and how do you know there are thousands well there's probably more than thousands um, how do you know because of the information I get, oh, so, I, you know, so I don't the, share all the, all the information I get, but the majority of it I do. So, yeah. All right. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, Carol. Um, happy sailing, trancing, and whatever it else you do, and with whoever else you do it. Strange does not even come close to what this lady talks about. She's done it all. She is it all. She's a psychic medium, Pleiadian starseed, Pleiadian trance channel, UFO experiencer, UFO contactee, UFO abductee. My God, is there anything she cannot do or will not do to make a buck? She cannot substantiate anything. And of course, like all New Age woo-woos who talk about UFOs who talk about these inter-universal, inter inter-dimensional vibrational communications that they have with these Pleiadians or other species uh, who are supposed to be out there cannot prove anything. It's more bullshit than anything else. And, and you know what? If there are people out there who actually believe this, that just goes to prove that bullshit does baffle brains. It's plain. It's simple. It's a way to make money. It's a way to use the fear of people who are facing the reality of what is going on in the world today. They feed on the weak. They feed on those who are in need of something and they don't know where to get it. They don't get it from church. They don't get it from their family. They don't get it from friends. So they get it from these wackos who are out there sucking them dry of money, making all these ridiculous claims without one shred, one little bit of, of evidence whatsoever. And as we say on this show, this song says it all. Another one bites the dust. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X one. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Let's go. Anybody else has any experience with the Pleiarians or any of the Pleiarians or the bimbos from other planets or dimensions? Let me know. Hey, let me get you to another one bites the dust. 